Gosh, this is so awesome, man. I never in a million years thought something like this happen. Out of turn number four come the most powerful weight models on the planet, the world of outlaws. I call Scott my dad, and uh, <laughs> nothing like the best in the business, breathing down your throat your first outlaw win. Ah, yes. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 16 of Stick Signals, and it is officially race week. Yes, so how about this? Two brand new tracks for the World of Outlaws and one literally brand new track, Circle City Raceway on Friday and Plymouth, Indiana, which I have a cool story about on Saturday. Hello, everybody. My name is Ruben Morales, your host for Stick Signals. I'm uh, going to welcome in Mick. Mick, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. Your hair is looking fantastic for eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, hey, thank you. Listeners don't know this, but we were actually seeing each other on a video screen and his hair is on point. Yes, we use a uh, video to communicate through stick signal. That's how we do these episodes. It's really cool. And today our guest is actually on video with us. The first one. It took 16 episodes to get our first person on here, but hey, we got him. Um, and uh, now I'll introduce him before he has to say, hey, hello. I'm the third person on the podcast. <laughs> Mike Warren. Mike, how are you? <laughs> doing good, my friend. Doing good, my friend. I, I did not take a weekend off of racing, which we'll get into, but uh, you know, I'm ready to go. Only trip to Indianapolis for me this year. I can't say that for you, but it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, definitely. Dirt Car Summer National is going to be in the Hoosier State for a while. But yeah, this weekend is going to be fun. Uh, I've been excited for every single race, but I'm excited for this weekend just because I know Plymouth and Circle City. I'm, I'm excited for this place. That It's the third event this track will ever have, and we're going to be a part of that. So that's going to be cool. Um yeah, Mick, how was your week? I know you had a pretty good busy week. Mike, you too. Uh, I actually cut the cord from motorsports for the most part. I mean, I watched a little bit on TV, but I went and hung out with my musicians' friends and, and did some stage work and got my hands dirty uh, doing some sound stuff backstage. So I had a good time doing that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Mike, I know you had a lot of fun. You saw a late model guy win uh, at Charlotte. I did. I, I went to all three races, the truck race, the Xfinity race, and the cup race at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So yeah, I watched Larson dominate the Coke 600, which it was actually a good race though. Like I, I yeah, Larson led 300 and whatever laps, but it was some good, decent, you know, back and forth between Chase Elliott, uh, Will Byron, and uh, I'll just say it, my favorite driver, Kyle Busch, throughout <laughs> the entire thing. And uh, I tell you, it was fun to watch. And watching Kyle Busch go from 20th to yeah, seventh in the first yeah. stage was awesome. And and Ruben, you you actually got your uh you got to get back in the announcer booth and call a race out there at Vado, and I believe a, a legend won a race there that you were calling. Yeah, so check this out. Sammy Swindell was in the house, and it was pretty cool. I normally don't get ex too excited about those things with wings, but I ain't gonna lie. It was my last week in home for I think 17 weeks, and uh I, I had a blast out there. Sammy Swindell showed up, and the, the cool thing was he won the first night from fourth. And uh, he, I talked to him after the races, and we're standing there with Royal Jones, and he's like, you know, I've won a race at least once in all 51 straight years of racing. Go find somebody else that has a streak like that. And I'm like, holy That's cow, incredible. that is awesome. So uh, Sammy, to be honest, is a very nice guy. He's just very shy, believe it or not. He's just a shy guy, but he's very cool. Uh, it was fun having that legend there. Obviously, we had the Outlaws there last year, so it was cool to have a guy like that come. And anyway, my weekend was phenomenal, but I'm ready to get to some Outlaw action. And there's another guy that's ready to get to some Outlaw action. I think uh, I, hopefully he's him and Mike probably were found in a Denny's parking lot <laughs> <laughs> hung over together or something. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, it's our good friend, JC Nogard. JC, how are you, my friend, the official photographer for the World of Outlaws? I'm, I'm doing good. I actually, I had a good weekend uh, spent down in North Carolina and I, I got to have lunch with Mike and went to the World Racing Group office, but I actually got to spend Saturday night listening to you announce on 
from Vado. I listened to you announce the sprint cars. So you must not have had much else going. I didn't. On. I didn't get a Saturday <laughs> off from you, um, JC. Well, we're glad to have you here. Uh, just get to know you a little bit. We'll get to know you a little bit more here, and uh, as we uh, get to interview you later. But for now, we're gonna have you part of our news and notes section. Um, we'll start with you. How about this? Do you have any news or notes or nuggets going into this weekend, Circle City and Plymouth, Indiana weekend? Uh, not really. I mean, a new track. I think that's pretty exciting. It's what the third ever event at Circle City and the Outlaw is going to be part of it. So that's that's going to be pretty interesting. I'm curious to see if Chris Madden can keep his streak going because he is on fire right now. Okay, that's pretty good. Well, okay, guys. So now we got to do a report card on JC. How are you doing his news and notes? <laughs> no, well, just kidding. I, I'm going to give him an A because his photography makes up for all of it. <laughs> that's true. Listen, uh, it, we always make fun of each other. So like uh, Rick Eckert came the other day and he's like, man, there's a lot of new people here. What do you do? He's like, oh, I just push buttons. So I just flip a microphone, you know, <laughs> we're just making fun of each other. But no, JC, you do a phenomenal job. Uh, yeah, continuing on with the news and notes. Um, I agree. Uh, Chris Madden, that's one of the big things. Like we really let out all our news and notes last weekend. But uh, just to refresh, I really am looking forward to seeing how Chris Madden, uh, you know, goes into this weekend. Clean sweep the weekend, has three wins in a row, has four wins on the season, cut the point lead down to 26 points. Can Madden possibly come out with a you know victory again this weekend and possibly the point lead then you look at Brandon Shepard this ain't too far away from home for Brandon Shepard is this going to be kind of that home cooking feel taste for Brandon Shepard this weekend we'll see and and then obviously the rookie of the year battle is so good right now Strickler and Bruning and and Gustin Gustin's been making a march through the points um, those are really my key things that I'm looking forward to here this weekend and I'm ready to see how it all unfolds as the season gets busy in the summer bitch by the way, this is my last weekend with the Outlaws, so you know I'm gonna gonna enjoy it all uh, while I can. Oh, you know we're gonna have fun with that, no question about that. You you're, you 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 probably shouldn't tell all of us that because you know how that's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's never a dull moment. But I got I got a stat for Chris Madden. So in the month of May, surprisingly, we've only run we only ran five races, which is crazy to think. But just the way it fell fell, that's the way it was. But he only has one finish outside the top five. In the month of May, Chris Madden, and it was sixth in the Hawkeye. Yeah, and I think he's really shown himself like he can get it done away from home and on a new track. So I th- he's definitely going to be a threat here at, at Circle City. Yeah, we know the key is to winning out of your region, and that's what Madden exactly did. I mean, he was far away at Mississippi Thunder. He had never even been to Mississippi Thunder Speedway. Does that, we've run Plymouth before, right? No. No, the series has not. It has been run in summer nationals before, and I know a few drivers have taken advantage of that because it fell right with the schedule for Brandon Shepard is the only full-time outlaw with a victory at Plymouth. It was in 2017, June 29th, 2017. Yeah. Beat out Scott Bloomquist leading every lap. Yeah, I was say we, we ran the Plymouth Speedway in Wisconsin last year and, and, Brandon, Brandon Shepard did win that one as part of like a four race win streak in Wisconsin. Now the Dirt Cars Summer Nationals, on the other hand, has been there three times. And fun fact, Billy Moyer. So Tyler Herb is one. Brandon Shepard is one. And Billy Moyer won here in 2018. And fun fact, that was Billy Moyer's 100th. Dirt Car Summer Nationals win and last Dirt Car Summer Nationals win. So a lot of history there for uh, late model racing. Plymouth Speedway used to be an asphalt track back in the day. And this became a, a dirt track now. And the stands, when you guys go there, and for those of you fans watching on Stick Signals, when you go to this racetrack on Saturday, the 
the grandstands are absolutely amazing. They're from Daytona International Speedway. They're the old stands. They actually light up blue at the end of the night. It's very nice. They have an infield pond. This place is banked. Uh, perfect size, in my opinion. Honestly, it, it's a very nice facility. Very nice concourse. Very nice. Well pedicured and groomed. And, and the pits are amazing, too. So you guys will absolutely love this place. For for the first visit for the Outlaws, it's going to be Showcase. So let's make some predictions, then. Who who? Uh, let's start with... We can't start with Ruben because we know who it'll take. Let's start yeah. with. <laughs> Assuming he's going to be there, we know who he's going to take. I, so let's, let's start with Mike. Mike, who you got at Plymouth or at Circle City and then Plymouth? Well, Circle City, and before before I give my prediction for that, there's one more stat I want to throw out there. We've had eight races at new venues in 2021, six different tracks that are new on the schedule. We've had eight different winners. I think that trend continues. Friday night, Tyler Bruning scores his first win. Ooh. That's my prediction. JC, who you got? I he, he kind of took mine, but I I, I agree it's going to be a it's going to be a first time winner of the year. I'm going to go with Ricky Weiss. Oh, you just oh my goodness, JC, uh, you just uh, okay. You know, well then I'm gonna I'm gonna snipe I'm gonna snipe Ruben one more time because I'm going Kate Diller at uh, Circle City. I think I think he made his first trip out to Vado and he won a race. He's going to make his first trip to Circle City and okay. win a race there too. You know, okay, Cade was a great pick, and I was going to pick Ricky Weiss, but you know what? This driver is going to come back and say, "Huh, I love you, Ruben. All of you, and we're not friends anymore." Dennis Erb oh. Jr. Dennis Erb Jr. has been quiet all year, but you know, um, he ran his his uh big track car at Port Royal Speedway, and the car that he finished fourth, second, second at um. The weekend before Port Royal at Farmer City Falls in Wilmot is the car that he'll be racing this weekend because he's pulling out the bullring car. Um, I think Dennis Herb Jr., they, they really, you know, with an off weekend, I think they went back and mm-hmm. did more homework and they're going to come out here guns blazing and they're going to turn their whole season around because this is when Dennis Herb Jr. shines. He's a true racer. With Summer Nationals coming up, he's going to race Summer National events when he's off. And obviously, he's never been to Circle City Raceway, so it's going to be all brand new. I think these guys are going to come out gun blazing and we see Dennis Herb's first win of the year. Didn't Herb like start on the pole in a Mars race last weekend or something? He he ran really well in the Mars race. I don't I don't know where he ended up finishing, but I saw him towards the top, top of the timesheets there. Uh, Dennis Herb, uh, I I did not catch up on that, so that is my apologies. I can't really confirm that, um, but I know uh, there was a Mars race at Spoon River, and uh, obviously, and do, you, do, you, do you know who won that one, Ruben? Which, oh, by the way, yes, Brandon <laughs> Shepard in the B five. I did see that. I just did not see where where Dennis Herb Jr. Uh, finished, but I'm pretty sure Dennis did good. And uh, by the way, I'm excited to go back to Spoon River. Yeah, Spoon River is nice track. We need to get the Outlaws there. I've I've heard it looks just like a nice place uh fun fact that's eric grigsby's home track really ah. our race director yeah i had no idea so then let's that moves us on to plymouth ruben we'll let you go first on the on the plymouth prediction uh, on the plymouth one okay i, I appreciate it guys uh, you know i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna pick um oh man i this this is tough but I, i'm gonna go with chris madden i think chris madden um is gonna be fast around this track he'll figure out a figure it out quick and, and win. Well, I'm going to go with uh, the guy, the only full-time outlaw with the victory there. I think it's time to get win number two, Brendan Shepard. <laughs> How about you, JC? Who you got? Oh, they took they, they took mine. I You know, I, I think if Bruning doesn't get it on Friday, he's going to get it Saturday. He's, he's bound to get an outlaw, and I think it comes up Plymouth on Saturday. That's pretty solid. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go way out in left field and, and say Brent Larson. I think that that improvement, uh, you saw a little bit of dip in performance at Port Royal, but... Fun fact. 
He has the track record at Plymouth. That's I true. I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> How can we forget? Oh, man. That same race that Shepard won, he set the track record that yeah, night. It's right here in the caption on the photo I was, I'm was i looking at, too. <laughs> but uh, a JC uh, Norgard photo at that. Wow, that is phenomenal. I mean, Brent has been been outstanding so far here this year and hopefully he gets a good run that, that would be awesome to see brent larson win uh mick i will definitely have to buy you dinner uh because that prediction is, is amazing and i really hope i have to buy you dinner because if brent larson wins all oh, hell i'll buy him dinner too like that, that's big um that, that's awesome yeah it'd be good uh race fans don't forget watch every lap live on dirt vision we hope you enjoy we're in the hoosier state uh that that is gonna be fun i'm ready uh mick will you be out there will you be joining us or are you gonna be busy with- I will not be. My next race is uh, going to be the Firecracker, I believe, which mm, you will not be for. Nice. But uh, then I'll be out. I'm hoping to be out there um, on the Hell Tour for a little bit with you guys, and then I'm going to do the uh, PDC up to USA Nats uh, stretch as well. Sweet. That's my next outlaw swing. I'll see you there. Uh, Mike? Yeah. Um, are we going to see you at some Dirt Car Summer National events? I got to ask. I don't know. And the only reason I say that is I'm still in the process of getting everything down here right. for mine. So that, that week in between where I might actually come home, I don't know for sure yet. Right. Uh, JC, are you going to go to Dirt Car Summer National events? Listen, Rick Eshelman goes to almost every single one he can. Rick is dedicated. Now, are you going, JC? We got to see some great photos come out of you from the Dirt Car Summer National. I, I'm, I'm hoping to get to a couple, but I also, when, you know, when we're not on the road, I'm trying to hit some events back home and still see the... The, the people that, you know, that elevated me up to the, the national scene. So I'm still trying to do that, but I'm hoping to get to a couple. So are, are there any companion races this year between World of Outlaws and, and Hell Tour? Nope. No, they stopped that in 2018. Unfortunately, we used to go to Terre Haute and then I-55. And then the one year, uh, one of uh, I-55 was underwater. So we just Terre Haute. And then, yeah, it, it just hasn't happened ever since. But I wish it would because those were fun Te- races. Technically, PDC, not for the late models. It's our sanctioning the World of Outlaws. But the the modified portion is the companion event, correct? Yeah, the, the Dirt Car Summit Racing Equipment Modified Nationals race the two nights of the PDC. Um and obviously, you'll have all of Dirt Car's superstars at February. That's the heart of Dirt Car, basically, in the Midwest. So uh, you'll have all those guys there. So obviously, Prairie Dirt Classic, that's why it's, it's the crown jewel. Right. And and guys, don't forget, uh, Manscaped is the official sponsor of uh, Stick Signals. Father's Day is coming up, and the weather is catching heat. Whether you have a dad bod or rocking a six-pack, make sure you and your dad are smelling nice and shaved where it matters most. Make your dad proud this year and get him a... Get him and yourself a Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and the Refined Cologne by Manscaped. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 and Refined Cologne is perfect for you and the dad in your life to complete your grooming game. Get 20% off plus free shipping with Stick Signals 21 at Manscaped.com. Once again, that code is Stick Signals 21 at Manscaped.com. Race fans, if you're not around the uh, two races in Indiana this weekend, don't forget the souvenir trailer is always at every Outlaw event, but if you can't be there, go to store.worldofoutlaws.com to get all your souvenirs. Slide over to the store.worldofoutlaws.com to get your World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series hats, decals, hoodies, and other great souvenirs. Buy $50 worth of merchandise and you get free shipping anywhere in the continental United States. Uh, Why stand in line? Buy your Outlaw gear now. Visit Outlaw General Store online today at store.worldofoutlaws.com. JC, you're, you're the official photographer, and honestly, you do you do amazing work. Uh, how'd you get into this photography gig? Uh, I started photography actually like 13, 14 years ago when I was 13, 14 years old at Cedar Lake Speedway. Uh, my dad's the company he worked for, the towing company he worked for, actually 
had a contract out there and he would bring me with and I got tired of sitting in the truck. Uh, so I brought a point and shoot camera with and just started taking pictures and kind of evolved from there and really put some money down and got serious with it in 2008 and just started shooting around the area and have been at it ever since. Wow. So it slowly started with your dad taking you, you were in the truck board and you got, so what made you uh, catch interest in, into the dirt track racing? Um, I've grown up around racing my whole life. My dad raced for 25, 30 years. So I grew up at asphalt racetrack. So I'd never actually really been to a dirt track till Cedar Lake Speedway and I thought that was the greatest, greatest place on earth. And, you know, it's still a fun track to go to. We go there for the USA Nationals. Um, but, I, you know, I just got tired of sitting around and not doing anything at a dirt track and really fell in love with photography. And there's there's an excitement about getting to capture images and, and try and recreate things that you see. So do you do any other photography or has, has motorsports been sort of the, the root of it all? Uh, motorsports has sort of been the root of it all. I've done a couple weddings, but I don't, you know, I don't like those. Um, cause nah. you know, you know, the, with a late model race, you know, they go around the track 40, 50 times. The bride only walks down the aisle once. So right. <laughs> you, you don't have a lot of room for, you know, experimenting and messing things up. So, so tell me about like, is there a moment of picture that you took that really stands out in your mind? Like that, that sort of changed how you look at photography. Is there like an aha moment? moment that you had it yeah i mean i've had a few over the years um a lot of them come from certain pitch shots that i've gotten um where i've you know i've taken them and people have really liked the photos and you know it to me that like told me that there's more to photography than just capturing cars racing on the track and action shots and that you can really really tell a story uh with the work that you do yeah that that's what i like about your photography your photography in particular is that you know for for those that don't know, I see all the pictures that come in through here and I sort of process them and put them in the places we store them. And JC's weekend of photography is always, it's the story. It's like 90% up setup, 90% of it is the setup. And then there's like 10% racing, which I love because I mean, single car shots are single car shots. It could be at any track, but JC always adds texture and color and things like that. And uh, are there things that just kind of grab your eye when you're at the track and you go, Oh, I got to get a picture of that. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll typically do a pit walk or a track walk sometime before the event. And I'll just walk around even during the event. And you know, my eye is like drawn to certain things and the way lights hitting it. And you know, I'll think about, okay, how can I photograph that? How can I make that look good? Or, you know, even like our officials, whether it's Ruben, it's Mike, it's Tyler, it's Casey, like seeing them at certain angles and, certain things in the background and I'll see that and I'll think, okay, how can I make that a cool picture? So my, my eye is like always drawn to certain situations and it's always looking for a image. Now, other than a late model, cause obviously that's going to be your answer here. What, <laughs> what is your favorite car that you like to take a photo of? Oh, that's not slave models. Mike, come on. This is a world of late models. What are you talking about? Um, I, I like some of the like support classes that we see. Not to photograph, but to actually see, because um, we see some cool, weird support classes with old 1980s bodies and weird spoilers and, you know, cheap graphics. It just, you know, it's it's like dirt track racing at its core. Like we're on this professional level, but then we also get to see these support classes and you get to see some really cool looking cars. Now, how did you get end up getting involved with the World of Outlaws? <laughs> 
it's a funny story, actually. When I was like 16, 17, I actually shot a couple World of Outlaw sprint car races um, and was pretty good friends with the PR coordinator, whoever it was at that time. That was a long time ago, so I don't know. And then didn't really shoot any Outlaw stuff till 2019, and they were actually at my home track, Ogilvy Raceway, and actually sent a Twitter message to the World of Outlaw Facebook page. And I think Jordan was the PR person at the time, and he gave me the info to send photos. And I submitted photos that night, and I went to, I think they went to Red Sea or speedway the night after and submitted photos and he sent me an email and was like hey this is really good stuff like you know come out to our events anytime and you know i ended up going to the usa nationals that year um and shooting that and submitting photos and then i didn't shoot an outlaw event again till i want to say last year jackson actually and that's when brian had actually that was his first night he had taken over for jordan he had taken over the outlaws position um, and got to actually be really good friends with Brian and, you know, worked with him quite a bit last summer. And he kind of had the conversation with people at World Racing Group and was like, hey, we need to get him on tour full time. Like, we need to have somebody consistently there. So I'm not trying to chase somebody down for photos every night and, you know, having consistent content. And that kind of how that all got started was he he put my name out there for them. And, and, and I think people were aware of it. But, you know, he had that conversation and opened that door and kind of how it spiraled yeah on the on the other side of that every time we'd get a picture from jc uploaded to to our platform they were getting forwarded to my boss like look at this guy's pictures man we need this guy more often so yeah a lot of big fans here in the the office and i can speak for that jc makes my job a thousand times easier at the end of the night because a lot of times we'll talk we'll talk and like hey this is what i want this is what i want pre-race you know for features and stuff like that sometimes they just work out you know, with uh, the Chris Madden picture, if you if I can't tell the whole story of the picture, but if you knew what I cut, it was actually hilarious for the feature <laughs> that I did last week. Yeah. But, you know, he he gets me really good stuff at the end of the night, which is, you know, the celebration picks and really tells the story of the race just as well that I can use. And it makes it a lot easier. It should be said, you know, we, we actually we have full time photographers on both of our premiere series. Now we have um Trent Gower over on the other side. We have JC here, and it's just yeah, and it's Trent, a great thing. And- oh, I'm sorry, but I was going to say Trent and I actually we talk quite a bit. Like I've, I'm sure everybody else talks uh, amongst themselves, but Trent and I will share. I bounce ideas off each other, and you know I'll ask him advice. He I asked him a question about his um, his flash photography one day because I was like, man, your flash photography turned really, turned out really good. And he he told me his settings. He's like, don't tell anybody. I'm like, don't worry, World of Outlaws photographer <laughs> confidentiality. It's totally fine. So. Do you guys use similar gear? Uh, he actually, he's a Canon shooter, which, you know, I'll, I'll uh, give him a pass on that. I'm a Nikon shooter, but it, with photography, a lot of it all depends on what you start with. Um, yeah. What you start with, you start acquiring gear and it's kind of hard to, to switch over to a different platform. Um, sure. Once you get started, he actually went uh, full mirrorless camera, which is like the newest technology. He went full mirrorless this year, completely changed all of his gear. I still have a DSLR camera and I, I have one mirrorless camera. So I'm kind of like I'm running both chassis, so to speak. So <laughs> I got it. And it, it, it makes it a little tougher because you can't put the you can't use them the same way. So you kind of actually have to operate them a little different each way. So it adds a little adds a little more difficulty to it but it's it's been it's been good that's what i was wondering is is how many of those settings carry over from from a dslr to a mirrorless do you have to change quite a bit Uh, the settings carry over it's just the way the the one you actually take the picture because the dslr actually has a shutter in it so you can hear it and see it moving up and down whereas a mirrorless i'd say is similar to like how your phone takes a picture and it kind of like stalls for a minute so it took a little bit getting used to on the mirrorless especially with panning because on the dslr when you pan like you still have an open field of vision but 
with the mirrorless, all of a sudden it goes black for a quick second. And when you're at a racetrack, you're like, oh my God. And you like kind of have to pull back. So, so it was the first few pans that I did, did not turn out great because I moved the camera too soon. So now as a photographer, how different do you look at a race compared to like, you know, one of us? Like, how, how do you look at a race? Uh, very different, actually, because, I mean, it, part of the mindset is, you know, getting images for, for Mike's story right away, right? And you, you have to pay attention because you want to get the big moments, the key moments. But then also getting, trying to get the good content that we need, and you know, with sponsor banners and stuff in it. But also trying to get some of the shots that are going to tell the story, whether it's, you know, you can see a driver setting themselves up for a slide job or you can see somebody, you know, banging the high side and they're coming through the field. Like you're always watching the race, trying to anticipate. And, you know, obviously after watching racing for so long, you can pretty much anticipate what's going to happen. I'm sure you can too, Ruben, but a lot of it's watching the race and just trying to figure out where you need to be and um, being there. And the great example was Port Royal. I was interns one and two when Chris Madden was able to pass Brandon Overton and I actually got that shot, which doesn't happen very often. But I was like, I put myself in that position because I could see that Madden was closing in on him. And if Overton made a mistake, it you needed to be there for that. Do you have, do you have some like old school photography or photographers that you look up to? Are there like some old, old school? I mean, there's some really cool old black and white photos out there. Do you follow anybody like that or look up to? Um, I follow a lot of people on Instagram and Facebook. Um, a lot of people that, you know, they'll shoot. I have friends that shoot NASCAR. They shoot Formula One or just people that shoot one night a week at dirt track racing. And I just, you know, I like to follow, look at people's picture and pictures and see their perspective. And I, I think you can always learn from people. Um, I don't think anybody, I know Ruben likes to say I'm the goat, which Ruben calls everybody the goat. So that's a, <laughs> that's a different conversation. He's got a whole herd of goats. <laughs> yeah. He has a whole herd of goats. He's a farmer. Um, so I, I think you can always learn with photography and there's always room for improvement. And you know, looking at other people's work is, um, it definitely helps you. I don't, you know, I, I follow way too many to, to call on anyone in specific. Right. But do you think that people could even like with the advent of, of digital photography, like some of these pictures we get now, I don't think you could have done prior to digital. Could you? No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to shoot film. I think it would be fun. I w I've joked about it with a couple guys that we just need to find a racetrack somewhere and just show up with film cameras and just have a fun, like a retro weekend. But yeah, you half the photos you couldn't do nowadays with film cameras. Yeah. Technology helps a lot. How, how many lens do you have? Kind of, you use a lot of different lens and, <laughs> and just like, uh, I feel like you just have a whole, you know, eight, I think, um, and for, for what I have into gear, I could uh, I could probably have a turnkey modified to be racing that Vado when you call it on a Saturday nights. <laughs> now, That's so awesome. far, what's been your uh, favorite place to travel to on the tour? Because I know we've been pretty much all over the place, with the exception of Mississippi Thunder and Boone, where we're in your area, kind of. You know, you, it's it's a new setting for you. Yeah, well, and I and I had I'd never actually been to Boone, even though it's super close to my house. I've been to Mississippi Thunder once. Um, Volusia was a lot of fun. It was challenging to shoot uh, because of the fences, but it, that was pretty fun. The favorite track I think that we've been to so far this year has got to be Port Royal. Just, I mean, the scenery around there is just incredible. There's, you know, whether front stretch, back stretch, there's cool things to use in the background. There's holes in the guardrail and that, you know, a track like that. For me, I know if, you know, if the racing's not great at a track, wherever we go, you know, that's fine as long as there's like, good scenery i can make it work um and and, and port royal the, the, the just so many cool angles and so many 
cool things in the background that you know we could go there two more weekends and i still wouldn't capture every angle there yeah we actually put together a couple uh these new pieces we're going to be putting out called through the lens uh, featuring jc's photo photos from uh the billy Vasic memorial uh, they're on the website and on the facebook page we should check them out i think they're it really gets into what he's talking about like there's some pictures in there of a an old water truck and some old tires with grass growing through them but it really tells you it kind of tells you the story of the location that, that was pretty cool. We, JC and I actually took the golf cart to the back. We took a ride and took a look at that outside of turn two. I mean, we, after checking to make sure the golf cart had enough gas in it, we really made sure that it was a uh, inside joke. Sorry. But it, was a, uh, it, it was really interesting to see all the old stuff back there because Port Royal is yeah. right in the middle of town. Right. That's the, so that, that was the really cool well, part. One of my favorite things about actually posting photos like that is when you get the backstory behind it um, and people comment and they provide that to you. And I, somebody had commented on that and um, let us know that the building back there was actually an old horse stable from the 1930s when they used to run horse racing. So I, I like that aspect of kind of photographing yeah. some of that cool stuff you see because then you get that backstory and you learn so much more about the racetrack. And that's really cool in my eyes. And you never know when that photo is going to be used or, right. or needed, you know, when that story comes up again. That, that's pretty cool. Uh, JC, do you ever take photos? Like, for example, this weekend, we're going to Indianapolis. Do you, like, will you go outside the city limit and like take pictures of, I don't know, the area or something like that or is it just mainly just at the racetrack now uh, it's something i have a desire to do it's just something i've never done but i you know my mind doesn't actually turn off like i'll be driving somewhere and i'll be like man i wish i had my camera i'd pull over and I'd take a picture of that yeah that'd be awesome do you have a website where, where you post all your your other stuff i do jc photography.com or you can yeah instagram and twitter uh at photo by jnp also the official facebook profile picture taker of i think almost everybody on this on this <laughs> that's, that's so true though <laughs> that is facts it's great because after a weekend of racing all of a sudden everybody updates their profile picture i'm like yeah i figured <laughs> <laughs> hey listen i don't know if you can get better lighting than the one for mine though for example from richmond, oh, richmond yeah, that was awesome. yeah that's that's a good picture man i, I think my favorite um photo my favorite photo from you is the casey schumann one at port royal so this is what i'm saying you look at things different because i feel like you think ahead a lot um and you saw the water truck coming and then the the sprinkle you know the the, yeah. the mist with the water the light that was just i am jealous i low-key wish <laughs> I had a photo like that was amazing and that was a beautiful shot like well how do you plan that obviously well i had planned the, truck, i had planned the shot of casey just you know sitting on the edge of the track and with the lights in the in the background i thought that was a that was a pretty cool shot and then the water truck came by i'm like oh i gotta take this because it's, it's gonna look super cool and it turned out great Dude, i love how we get jc on here and he's super nice calm and collected but in real life he's super energetic and pumped but anyway no jc thanks for joining us on stick signals um you're a great photographer and can't wait to hang out with you at the track this weekend my friend thank you sir uh guys real quick some housekeeping notes uh, house cleaning notes here dirt vision weekend preview this friday june fourth we are at the circle city raceway watch that live on dirt vision presented by Dryden. also the world of outlaws nos energy drink sprint car series kick off their northern tour at the river city speedway and attica raceway park has their weekly racing on friday night saturday we are at the plymouth speedway on dirt vision also the world of outlaws nos energy drink sprint, sprint car series are at the granite city speedway and knoxville raceway saturday night plus sunday it's not over you're getting what your money's worth on dirt vision the hughes speedway and the jacksonville speedway jackson Jacksonville, Illinois, that is. That little bull ring always produces good racing. That's your uh, Dirt Vision weekend preview on Dirt Vision presented by Drydeen. If you are not a Dirt Vision subscriber, make sure to head on to dirtvision.com. Check it out. Get that Fast Pass or uh, Platinum Fast Pass today. It is a lot. There's a lot of great content on there. We hope to see you at the track or if not 
on Dirt Vision tuning in. Well, on behalf of all of us at Stick Signals, thank you so much for listening to episode number 16. We'll be back next week with episode number 17. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. And as always, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone.